Hello, 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 everybody. How are you? If you can hear me, I want you to please type, I can hear you in the comment section. I just want to be sure that I am not speaking to myself. So if you can hear me out there, please type, I can hear you in the comment section. I would really appreciate that. Hello, hello, I see you. Good afternoon, good evening from wherever you're watching. Um, okay, I see comments. Okay, you can hear me. Thank you so, so much. At least now I know I'm not talking to myself. But however, I am used to talking to myself. So let's go straight into um, today's episode. So I want to welcome everybody. Welcome to yet another beautiful episode of The Morale Booster with Dr. John Ugulu. Now, The Morale Booster is a platform for entrepreneurs, career professionals, leaders, and the general public to give back to the society through coaching and mentoring. I always like to emphasize on the fact that experience is the best teacher. And this program is currently being sponsored by Main Seed Consulting Group, LLC. And for bookings, adverts, or sponsorship inquiries, please uh, contact us. You would find our contact details currently being displayed on the screen. So um, if someone else out there can hear me, please type, I can hear you. We just want to be sure that everybody has the opportunity of listening to our guests and myself, all right? So before I introduce our guest for today, I want you all to please bring out your phones. Uh, I am doing the same thing. Bring out your phones, like and share this broadcast. Like and share this broadcast because you might just be saving the life of that one person. For those of you who are watching us via Facebook, those of you who are listening via podcast and those of you who are listening or watching via YouTube, please like and share this broadcast because there is definitely somebody on your contact list who has been waiting for a lifetime to hear the words of wisdom that will be coming out from my guest today. Like and share the broadcast. We're not telling you to pay us a dime. We just want you to join our mission Join us in our mission of trying to coach and mentor somebody and inspire somebody out there. Thank you. I know you are all doing that right now. So good afternoon, good evening from wherever you're watching. And um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest today. He's a man of experience. And I know a lot of you are waiting. You can't wait to see. He's a man of experience. And today I have uh, a man who lives in Georgia, and uh, his name is Dr. James O. Rogers. Dr. Rogers has practiced diversity management as an enterprise performance tool for over 35 years. He is recognized by his colleagues as one of the leading strategists and the number one thought leader in the field of diversity management. He is known as a diversity coach. Yes, he's a diversity coach. Dr. Rogers has been a behind-the-scenes advisor to leaders in over 250 major enterprises, including the Coca-Cola Company, Georgia Power, Bell South, now AT&T, and the uh, Thyssen Krupp 
um, elevator and not-for-profits, including YMCA of Metro Atlanta and the High Museum of Arts. Internationally, he has been a trusted advisor for global brands such as J&J, &J, IBM, BP Amoco, and Chevron Texaco. Dr. Rogers is known internationally as a leader in the field. His published writings are read across the globe in places like the United Kingdom, Australia, India, the Philippines, and South America. He is the author of Managing Differently, Getting 100% from 100% of your people, 100% of the time. So ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I want you all to please join me as I welcome to the stage this man of eloquence, this man of great experience, no other person but the great Dr. James Rogers. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you for joining me on the program. Thank you for having me, John. My pleasure, my pleasure. Now, um, sir, I I know you 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 have, you know, in your lifetime acquired a lot of experience, and you have not just kept those experience to yourself. You have written books. You have your intellectual property in books. So, can you please tell us, share with us? How has that journey been for you, documenting your life experience in those books? Well, let me just give you a little context of my life experience. You know, I was uh, raised in Louisville, Kentucky, went to uh, high school there. I'm a graduate of Howard University's engineering school. I also have an MBA from University of Alabama. And as you and I talked, John, I have my PhD uh, in management. Uh, I was also a fast track corporate executive. When I first came out of college, I joined the telecom industry as a fast track corporate executive. And in fact, uh, according to the program I was in, I actually did make it into top management uh, within the prescribed time. But I soon discovered that um, I, I went through all of the different departments and I was you know, kind of well regarded in the business, but I discovered probably at about the 15 year mark but that was not really what I was called to do. And so uh, I had the, you know, the uh, epiphany, if you will, of waking up in the middle of the night with a voice saying, this is not what I want you to do. <laughs> and so uh, I immediately set out to recondition my thinking. Uh, I was really kind of Joe corporate. I, I was really steep in the corporate environment. So I had to recondition my thinking. And two years later, I walked away from my corporate environment and started my own entrepreneurial venture. And I've been doing that for the last uh, 35 plus years. So one of the things that I discovered about myself, which goes to your question, is all I've ever really wanted to do is to help others achieve beyond their own thinking and their own expectations. I have a drive and a passion for helping other people to see how good they are, and then to execute against the gifts that they have. As an executive coach, one of the first things that I do in the first session with any of my executive uh, clients is I ask them, who do you think you are? What are your gifts? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? If you were to, to uh, describe you to you, what would you say? 
And that is a really important question because it helps people to understand that they have some uniqueness, they have gifts and talents to offer to the world. And my job as a coach is not to tell them what to do. That's, that's a mentor's job. My job as a coach is to remind them of what they're already good at and remind them that they ought to be using those skills and those talents to be the best they could possibly be in whatever field they chose to, uh, to, uh, to endeavor. So that's, that's really kind of where I'm, I'm about in a nutshell. I'm uh, about helping other people be their best. Right, 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 right. You know, and, and you talked about, <laughs> you know, you talked about what majority of the people in corporate America or majority of the people in the workforce are currently struggling with. You know, you talked about how, they, you know, it got to that point where you knew that was not your calling. At that point, you knew your job was basically what you get paid to do. And you also knew that your calling was what you were born to do. Yes. And there's so many people who might be listening right now who are currently struggling with that. You know, they wake up frustrated every day knowing that they're going to a job that they do not love. So what's, what's your advice for those people? How can they... How can they respond to the question you asked, which is, what do you think you are? I mean, who do you think you are? How can they figure that out? Yeah. So what happens to us, and it happened to me too, is you get out of school and the world pulls you along to where they want you to go. Most of exactly. us stop long enough to back up and say, okay, so why am I here? What am I naturally good at? What do I offer to the world? that can actually bless other people without it being a burden to me. And so most of us go to a job and we do what's required of us, but we never figure out who we are. And here's the important thing about it. It's a tough decision because you have responsibilities, you got family, you got bills and get all of that. And it's hard for you to just say, well, I'm going to chuck all of that and go and do what I'm called to do. Right. But here's something, John, that I know that you know. The top 5% of any profession always make a lot of money. The top 5%, if you're the best at what you do, yes, you're going to do okay. Yes. <laughs> and once you figure that out, you say, well, maybe I'll just stop and focus on being the best that I, I can be at whatever it is I do. So even though I'm technically trained as an engineer, I discovered I was naturally good at facilitating difficult conversations, inviting people to think deeply. There's one uh, theme that goes through all of my uh, spiritual teaching, through my coaching, through my consulting, and it's the word think. Inviting people to just think deeply rather than just following the path and doing on a day-to-day -day basis what everybody thinks they ought to be doing. So I think it's, it's, uh, it's a it's a daunting thing for people to say, I'm going to chuck this good job and, and go and do what I'm called to do. I would say to you, focus on why, even while you're working, focus on developing clarity around who you are, why you are here, and then just start doing it. And you'll discover the world needs you to do what you were called to do. And they're willing to pay you for it. Wow. Wow. That, that, that's, that's some powerful um, words of encouragement there. You, you talked about 
for you know for whoever is listening right now whether you're listening via podcast or facebook or youtube what he just said what i learned from him now is that you need to focus on developing clarity on who you are while you are on that job right and 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 i've heard uh someone say this in the past that your job is very important because it is that job that would help you refine your gift because if you heard what um, dr rogers uh talked about earlier you 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 are uniquely built for something right the job would help you it is meant to help you refine that gift where you learn organizational skills you learn all those basic skills that you need to focus on your calling am i correct dr rogers you're absolutely right i've always said that each person that lands on the planet is called and and been blessed to do something special in the world. Right. We're equipped to do it. We are fixed to do it. And once we figure out what that it is, like I tell people now, I haven't I haven't really worked a day in the last 35 years. Because I really have learned to just get up and be myself, just be me. And realize that that there's value in that. And that what I have to do is just find the right playing field where people really need who I am and what I do. And like I said, the world will pay you handsomely for being at your best. So that's that's really an important principle for people to get is that you are okay where you are. The problem with most of us is we never figure out who we are. Right. And so what we lumber through the world uh, doing what is expected of us rather than doing what we are called and equipped to do. Wow. And that's 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 an unfortunate thing. It is quite unfortunate. And, and thank you for, you know, touching this topic because there's so many people struggling right now, right? So if you are listening to our podcast, like and share this uh, message, the broadcast uh, via Facebook, like and share it. If you're also listening via YouTube, like and share it because there is somebody out there on your contact list who needs to hear this message. Please do that. We're not asking you to give us money. We're just asking you to share this message. All right. Thank you so much for that. Now, um, they call you the diversity coach. It means you are, you know, a pro in that subject matter. You know, like we were talking previously before we went live you know i know um diversity has to do with uh, uh, diversity and inclusion is one of the precepts of leadership as a leader you should be able to um have skills in that area understand that particular topic so can you please tell us what made you choose that particular subject why do you why do they refer to you why, why do they refer to you as that the diversity coach so here's the story here's the backstory and i'm so glad that you position diversity and inclusion around leadership and management these are skills yes These, the diversity and inclusion is a discipline it is a relationship discipline and as you and i talked about john as a leader relationships are key to your effectiveness 
Right. But here's the thing that gets in the way. We see people packaged differently from us. We get indications that they're not part of our tribe. And all of a sudden that puts up a barrier to relationships. Yes. <laughs> it puts up a barrier to relationships. We don't even explore how can this person be a blessing in my life and how can I be a blessing in their life? Because we've gotten hooked on the wrong message about if they're not one of us, then I can't engage them. And right. that is so pervasive. That's really what I'm working against. And my new book is really going to address that head on and tell people they've been working on the wrong thing and that we need to go back to the official definition of diversity and inclusion, which diversity is a relationship discipline. It is the collective mix of differences and similarities. Because my message is, rather than uh, being distracted and derailed by the differences, Spend 10 minutes with the person and find out what you have in common with them. Once you discover what you have in common with them, those differences don't matter so much. And so right. now you've got a basis for a solid, productive, comfortable relationship with that person. And you can do some awesome things together. The alternative, of course, is you are put off by their differences and you no longer have that opportunity that was put right in front of you to be at your best because now you're connected with the people who can help you be at your best. Right. right. Yes, that's a, that's, that's, that's a powerful one. It's a collective mix of differences. Like, I love that. <laughs> collective mix of differences and similarities. And similarities. And similarities. That's the piece that some people have dropped in the last 30 years, which has gotten us so confused about this work. We forget the and similarities. And we right. focus all our time on differences. The and, differences. And we, we focus on one dimension of diversity after another. First it was race, and then it was gender, then it was gay and lesbian, then it was disabilities. And now, you know, there's a thousand different things that we can point to and say that makes us different. But there's a handful of things that makes us all, we all have in common as human beings. And what we need to do is find out what those things are, because that serves you. That will will help you to be at your best. Just focusing on differences is nothing but it just builds up a more and more of a barrier. So we have to be smart about how we approach this topic. And unfortunately, uh, people love their grievances. So we focus all of our time on uh, people like me are not getting getting the right break rather than focusing on how can I move past that barrier to find out what my similarities are with any other human being and then be have a productive and comfortable relationship with that person. Wow, 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 wow. That's powerful, powerful. Thank you so much for sharing. And, and, and I know you have laid emphasis on something that someone out there has actually been missing. So thank you for sharing that. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Okay, now let's go to your book. Okay, uh, let me tell you about the new book and then I'll tell you about the two that preceded it. Uh, like I said, I have one simple theme and that is about human beings learning to be more effective with each other. Uh, my first book was called Managing Differently. I think you've already mentioned it before. But in that book, my attempt was to change the conversation about diversity and inclusion 
to bring it back to that original definition that we just talked about. Right after that, I wrote a second book called Finding Truth Without Losing Faith. As I mentioned to you, I'm also a spiritual teacher. And one of the things, one of those barriers that I discovered that we have, that we are artificial barriers is around our spiritual traditions or our religious traditions. And so I wrote Epiphany, Finding Truth Without Losing Faith, to point out to people that even in our spiritual traditions, we have more in common than we have differences. Our traditions get in the way of us recognizing how common truth is. We all share the same basic principles. Here's something that most people don't know, John. Uh, if you're Christian, you believe that do unto others as you do as you would have them do unto you. They think that's right. a Christian principle. <laughs> that principle was first articulated by Confucius in China. It was re-articulated by the Vedas in India. It was re-articulated by Rabbi Hillel, who's a contemporary of Jesus of Nazareth, who said the same thing. Every religious tradition that we know of has that as the basic foundation. So once we know that, it is less likely that we can demean or diminish someone because they didn't grow up in your family, did not come up with the same uh, religious traditions that you did. So that was the second attempt. This new book, which is called Diversity Training That Generates Real Change, is intended to block against this new tendency in the marketplace of doing quick and dirty, low cost, something they call diversity training, which has very little to do with what I just talked about, the relationship discipline. It has to do with teaching people about race theory and gender theory and queer theory and all of those academic terms, right. which most people have limited interest in. They want to know about me, you know? So yes. <laughs> just tell me about all those other people. I'll listen politely, but I really want to know about me. How, exactly. how can I get better? And that's what <laughs> D&I is intended to do, is to help people to figure out you are biases, you have prejudice, you have a head full of stereotypes, and you have a reaction to differences. And to overcome those reactions to differences, we encourage people to do what we call seek similarities. That's the antidote to reacting to differences is to seek similarities. And that's what the new book is all about, is giving people a foundation so that they can move out of the morass that we're in. Yes. Just talking about dimensions of difference as opposed to talking about what we have in common. Right, 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 right. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and <clears throat> I want to, you know, I, I enjoy talking about natural principles, laws, universal laws, because you talked about um, Confucius and you talked about some other um, people. I, I, I know that basically that particular law it's kind of it, it i think it's we can say that's the law of cause and effect yeah yeah because to every uh action there is an equal uh amount of reaction mm -hmm. yeah, so that's why it says do unto others as you wish to be done unto you so i i, I enjoy talking about natural principles because these things are already there for us right they're already there for us to to use and and they all have all the punishments embedded in, in them. So those people who understand the natural principles understand that they have to adhere strictly to them. 
Because if you go against any natural principle, there is already a punishment. God does not need to come down to punish anybody. Right. God gave us those principles. God put punishments in there in case you go against them. So thank you so much for sharing yeah. that with us. And um, where can people find these books to buy? Uh, the books are all available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and various other book-selling sites. Amazon, uh, okay. And okay. Um, just so you'll know the exact name, the first, yes. the second book is called Epiphany. Okay. Epiphany. Epiphany. Okay. Finding Truth Without Losing Faith. Okay, yes. Uh, that book has been the basis of a great spiritual teaching that I do with a group south of Atlanta, right. uh, an interfaith group. So okay. these are people from every faith tradition, and we all we all follow that, those same principles. And right. we have great conversations, and there is no pointing fingers, you're wrong and I'm right. Exactly. We are human. What do we need to know? What is real truth for us? And right. so. And my first book, of course, Managing Differently, which I mentioned to you, Managing Differently, Getting 100% from 100% of your people 100% of the time. And this one is still available on all the major book sites. And, okay. uh, of course, you can also order them directly from me. Okay. Um, and so the new book will be out in June in hardback. Okay. okay. I'm right now inviting people. So if any of your listeners are listening, I'm inviting people to be part of my book launch team. And these are people who understand what I just shared with you today, John, and okay. are willing to help me promote that by promoting the book. Oh, okay. So that's what I would invite your audience to do. Okay. Okay, great. That's awesome. And um, I know I have a lot of... Um, I have a lot of... Um, publishers and uh, distributors, marketers, book marketers in my network. And, you know, the good thing about this program and this platform is that, you know, for those who couldn't watch the live program, they can always watch the replay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are currently watching the replay or listening to the replay via podcast, I want you to please contact um, Dr. Rogers. He's looking for um, distributors for his uh, new book. And his website is thediversitycoach.com. For those of you watching via Facebook and YouTube, his website is currently being displayed on the screen. And those of you on podcast, it's the Diversity Coach. Dot com the that's t h e d i v e r s i t y c o a c h dot com the diversity coach dot com and you can also find him i know he's uh he's active on uh, linkedin um dr rogers could you please share with us what social media platforms you are uh, i am on I am on LinkedIn, and uh, my LinkedIn site is. Um, uh, let me see what we what did we call that? We call it Coach and Strategist James O. Rogers, James O. Rogers, PhD, FIMC, and I'm on uh, Facebook, 
And again, the uh, uh, my title there is James Rogers on Facebook, and I'm also on Twitter, and my Twitter um, handle is at J Diversity, at J Diversity on Twitter. So you can contact me or, or connect with me on any of those platforms, as well as on my main website. Awesome. <clears throat> Thank you so much for sharing. And and uh, I know a lot of people would see it and they would reach out to you. So please, everybody, uh, like and share this broadcast until it gets to that person who needs to hear this message. So we want to thank you all. So um, Dr. Rogers, I want you to please share with us before we go some words of encouragement for that employee who's fed up, who has not discovered his or her purpose in life. And he or she knows that he or she needs to discover that purpose because they wake up every day frustrated and they know it's about time for them to discover who they are. Please share, just give uh, for a minute, you know, just give them some words of encouragement. So what I would encourage you to do is to listen. Uh, one of the things that I teach as part of my Finding Truth concept is that there are two ways for us to discover truth. One is by seeking it through scripture and then confirming it with our life experience. The other one is discovering it through our life experiences and then confirming it through scripture. So if you will pay attention to what's been happening in your life and just look back over it and say, when were the times that I was at my best and it didn't feel like work, it was natural, but for some reason, everybody around me was saying, wow, good job, good job, good job. What was I doing then? And when you figure out those things that come naturally to you, that you're naturally good at, then you have a clue about what you were built to do. And you should follow it. You should find a way to wind up doing that thing. So we're all called, led, equipped, and blessed to do something special in the world. Once you get that in your head, it will become evident to you that your job is to find out what that is. I hope you all be blessed. Thank you so much. That was powerful. That was powerful. You know, and I, I just want to add to, to, to what you just said now. Nobody's saying you should get rid of your job like right away. So if you're listening to us, have an exit strategy. Have an exit strategy. Be sure that the time is right. Be sure that you have a backup plan before you make that move. Because when you make that move without having the ability to pay your bills, it becomes a frustrating um period for you at that point so have an exit strategy have it at the back of your mind that your job is meant to help you refine your gift when you figure out what you are passionate or what you are called to do then you can 
take that bold step one day at a time, one day at a time, because you would at some point need the income from your job to finance your calling, right? They say your work, your job is what you are paid to do, but your work, which is your calling, is what you were born to do. So thank you so much, Dr. Rogers, and thank you all for listening. Uh, yeah, let's see. Somebody just uh, left a comment for you. Let's see. Okay. Uh, Simbo, she said, we are all called equipped for something in the world. Yes, that's correct. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like and share this broadcast because somebody else needs to hear this. There's somebody on your contact list that needs to hear this message. Yes, we are all called equipped for something in the world. And let's see from, uh, let's take one last one. This is from who? Tony. Tony Larson. Hello, Tony. Yeah, Tony said powerful words. Thank you, Dr. James. Thank you, Dr. Rogers. Thank you so much. You, I know you have blessed some lives and some people because we have this currently being streamed on multiple platforms right now. And we know the comments would continuously come in. And thank you so much for your time today. Uh, please, everybody, go and purchase his book. Go and purchase his book. This is a man with so much wisdom, and he has put everything that he has learned over time into these books. This is what you need to go get right now. So go right now, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. You can go to his website and uh, purchase his book. His website is thediversitycoach.com. So thank you. And uh, you have a coaching program, sir, right? I do. I have an yeah, executive sure. coaching program, right? Great, 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 great. So please feel free. His uh, website is on the screen. It's also, um, you can also find that, you know, you know, find him on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, and those social media handles that he mentioned previously. So thank you, everybody. And uh, stay blessed. Remember that you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. And the master is God, the creator. So take care, everybody. Stay blessed. Mm -hmm.